The Memphis Grizzlies didn't get a win on Thursday. 118-103 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to talk about a little bit of that, but I also got a special guest for y'all today. We got a special guest. Rafael Barlow is here to talk NBA draft prospects in particular. G.G. Jackson. Everybody's going to talk about G.G., what he's done lately for the Memphis Grizzlies. We got the right man who's kind of projecting what G.G. Jackson can't be a lot longer than many of you. So we're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everyone and welcome back to locked on grizzlies i am your host today demichael cole beat writer for commercial appeal right here in memphis tennessee joined again as i said in the opening by rafael uh, barlow this is the man when it comes to scouting uh in the nba very happy to have him on the show the director of scouting at nba big board he's also the host of locked on nba draft so it, you know, the Grizzlies might have a high draft pick later on this season. So you just head over to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is the man who can break it all down for you. But, uh, Rafael, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity to to talk basketball, especially for, like, the, the Grizzlies fans. I know basketball yeah. is, is, is huge in the Bluff City. Man, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, basketball is what we eat, sleep, live all day. Uh, when you look at those uh, those ratings from the NBA Finals, pretty much every year Memphis is all the way in the top, is in the top five, top ten, and you know the Grizzlies aren't usually in the finals. Like this is this is just a basketball city all around. But uh, we got Rafael here today, and also everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Remember that this is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code in all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Now let's talk some basketball. Uh, the Grizzlies, as we said, we'll, we'll start the show off talking about uh, the loss on last night against the Timberwolves. Strong start for Memphis overall. Um, but they lost 118 to 103. Jaron Jackson Jr., 36 points in his performance, harmed by foul trouble, pretty much limited. Uh, I mean, and basically what we saw was pretty much how this season is going to play out for the most part uh, with the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr. is carrying a high, you know, a heavy load. Uh, he went out the game third quarter. I thought the Grizzlies looked strong. Luke Kennard, 15 points in the third quarter. I think he knocked down four triples uh, in that stretch. And then in the fourth quarter, it just wasn't sustainable. Uh, the Grizzlies were able to survive when Jaron picked up his fourth foul, you know, in the third quarter. But when he picked up his fifth foul early in the fourth quarter, Mike Conley, a uh, former Grizzlies, uh, former Grizzlies here for 12 years and a legend in Memphis, a uh, big fourth quarter, 8-0 run. Anthony Edwards, 26 points in the second half. And that's just too much for uh, this team that's playing without Desmond Bain, playing without John Morant, playing without all these offensive weapons. But, since we got Raphael in the in the building here, we I gotta ask you a question that you know a lot of Grizzlies fans are are kind of um, settled in from about here, and, and this is the thing: the Grizzlies now, as the roster is currently constructed, especially in this game against the Timberwolves, we we just mentioned how dominant Jaron Jackson Jr. was thirty six points for Jaron Jackson Jr. But 
this is the problem, I think, with the Grizzlies right now. Uh, David Roddy, first-round pick, you know, a, a couple years ago, eight points off the bench. You know, Santi Aldama pro- provided 13 points but shot five or 14 from the field. Another former first-round pick who you can argue getting late in the first round, that's probably a hit. But David Roddy, uh, Zaire Williams is the big one. Zaire Williams, two points off the bench in 12 minutes, one of five shooting, and – I want to talk to you a little bit about Zaire Williams in particular, because it, just to be honest with you, a lot of Grizzlies fans have, have kind of given up at this point. They, they've tried at the beginning of the season uh, to hold on to the hope. Zaire Williams said before the season that no one in, has worked harder than me in the offseason. And what we saw is he went out in the preseason, won the starting job at the beginning of the season. And now you see he's playing 12 minutes going back through the draft process. It, it, when you evaluated Zaire Williams and when you look back to from then to what he's become now, uh, are you surprised at his development? You know, at this point, is this kind of on par for what you thought he would be like? What's kind of your sense of Zaire Williams, who was a five star going into Stanford, you know, played, you know, high caliber basketball um, in, in high school and, you know, became a top 10 pick for the Grizzlies, but he hasn't quite put it together yet. Yeah, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a, a, a hater or I told you so. Yeah. Zaire was a a tough eval for me coming out of out of Stanford because I thought he went where did he go? Ten? Was yeah, he went ten. Mm-hmm. I thought he went tenth strictly on his high school resume. Because at Stanford, he he wasn't good to be honest with you. He shot like thirty Seven percent from the floor, twenty nine percent from three, and I remember talking to different people that were really high on him, and they mentioned, "Oh, it was the COVID year, yeah. Stanford. They because of the the strict COVID rules in California, Stanford was practicing without a home, and then he, I think he got into a, an accident riding a bike or something like that before yeah. before the season started. He had this big bulky knee brace, yeah. And so yeah. it was kind of like." All the inefficient numbers and and his his honestly his poor play it was like it was an asterisk by it because it had so many different excuses, and so for me it got to the point where I was like you know what okay maybe I'm being too hard on him maybe I'm missing it because everybody was was high on him but I wasn't, yeah. and then I had to turn the corner but the the lesson I learned from that which it kind of relates to Gigi in a sense is just stick to your guns like if there's something that you believe i mean it's okay to be wrong because i mean the nba teams get it wrong and so um i'm i'm not shocked at at all because i thought that his high school resume propelled him into a a top 10 pick not what he did on the college level if you go up based off of what he did in college then i don't think he would have went that high but we've also seen guys that you know peyton watching for example only average like three points per game and he's playing well so this is what makes the draft so intriguing for me and it's such a, a hit or miss like you don't mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to project and i hope you get it right yeah exactly you project and you hope you get it right and uh that that draft in particular i tell you what uh, a lot of people in, in the grizzlies lore they look at trey murphy over there and he he went with the grizzlies original pick and and every time he knocks down those three pointers against the grizzlies uh, they kind of look at it, you know, uh, as, man, that, that could have been, you know, he could have been the guy playing alongside of Ja and Dez and whatnot. But uh, 
since we're stuck, that would be a dangerous lineup. um, Man, that's the one that kind of the one that got away. But so you look at the rest of this Grizzlies young car. I want want to kind of just give you the floor a little bit. See if anyone, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about GG Jack, a lot about GG Jackson uh, going forward in the show. But the Grizzlies have a lot of young guys right now, and we're still trying to figure out who's part of this team long term. Uh, we know Vince Williams Jr. just earned a full contract. Uh, he actually had a good start yesterday against uh, Anthony Edwards, held him two points in the first half. Then Anthony Edwards got uh, a little bit more aggressive and, you know, scored 26 in the second half. But you got Vince Williams Jr. He mentioned Santi Aldama a little bit earlier. Uh, David Roddy and Jake LaRavia were the first-round picks a couple years ago. They're both, you know, in a sense have kind of been underwhelming. Uh what is your thoughts on the rest of the Grizzlies young core? I mean, excluding I mean, you still can include job Dez and Jaron in there, but we know those guys are kind of set in stone, but that yeah. second tier of uh, Grizzlies uh, young core players, what, what are your thoughts on those guys? Anyone in particular? Well, one, this is the opportunity for them to figure it out. Like this is a, a, a trial run in a sense for, for next year, because, the wings are, for the most part, they're. I mean, outside of Jake, they're they're healthy, they're playing, and so I think it's going to be a situation where whoever plays well the last forty something games of the season, I think they can feel good about about being on the roster next year. But they they're all in like this this weird situation in a sense because they're first round picks. So usually with a first round pick, you want to give them the opportunity to develop, but. I don't know too many teams where they have multiple guys that were first round picks and recent drafts that all play like the same position. They they have different games, but they're all fighting for like the same position or spot on the roster as a three and a four. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned those guys uh, fighting for those spots at the three and the four. And there's one guy in particular. I know Grizzlies fans are going to be real excited about these next couple segments. We talk about. We got to talk about GG Jackson, who didn't have the greatest of games against the Timberwolves. But I think that's perfect. That lines up exactly with what we're about to talk about here. But again, uh, Rafael Barlow was someone who really, really, really dived in on the GG Jackson tape ahead of the draft. Uh, we're going to talk about that coming up here on Locked On Grizzlies. But before we get to that, uh, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Because look, eBay eBay Motors is the place you go uh, to make your parts fit. See, look, our guy Josh Lloyd over there has picked out uh, the picks of the weeks on eBay eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And guess what? One guy who he has listed on there is G.G. Jackson. Look, Memphis needs some shot creation right now, and G.G. Jackson is one of those guys who could do it. He just had a down game, but he's shown the flashes. He should be someone that managers can look at to grab uh, out as Memphis continues to use him a little bit more. There are a couple other guys out there. How about Marvin Bagley, right? Just got the start over there with Daniel Gafford out right now. Uh, had a big double-double for the Washington Wizards. They lost against the Knicks, but uh, that's another guy that you should look at out there as you look to grab players. These are the fantasy picks of the week. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors know 
knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. I guess what's the same way with your car. I always go back to my 2001 Honda Accord when I talk about this. I needed a certain part. Uh, I needed a certain part of my car. And eBay Motors was right there when I needed my alternator to be fixed my junior year of college. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die vehicle, you can make sure everything runs smoothly too. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever you need ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or you just can get your money back and plus look at these prices it's easy man it's easy so keep that ride or die vehicle alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers eligible items apply and exclusive exclusions apply as well coming up on locked on grizzlies we're going to talk gg jackson and his outlook with the Grizzlies. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer for Commercial Appeal here in Memphis, Tennessee, joined by Rafael Barlow, uh, the head of scouting at NBA Big Board, as well as the host of the Locked on NBA Draft podcast. So make sure you go check out his content in those places as well. But I had to bring Rafael on today, and, and here's the thing. I remember, I think it was, it, it's been a little bit, it was some months ago, but Rafi, I remember seeing, you You were someone I saw that said, if Gigi Jackson was in the 2024 NBA draft class, uh, this upcoming draft class here in June, that he would be one of the top picks or potentially even the top pick in that draft class. And we talked a little bit about this recently, and you you basically doubled down on that. Oh, what makes G.G. Jackson, in your mind, such a tantalizing prospect, you know, for the Memphis Grizzlies going forward? Yeah, I've been a fan since I the, the first time I saw him play. He's 6'9", yeah. and even though he's he's played well in the, in the minutes that, that he's received with the Grizzlies, Except tonight. Tonight was a, or, or you know, yeah. it, was a, it was a rough game against against the Wolves, but he's a, a six nine three four that is a excellent ball handler. And I don't think Grizzlies fans have really had the opportunity to see him create his own shot off the dribble. He's kind of been limited to spotting up in the corner. He's been hot from from three. Yeah, I don't know if that's sustainable. Even though I think he's a good shooter, but. Th- his real strength has been able to create off the dribble, get to his pull up and create mismatches with his size and his ball handling and his offensive creativity. And I, I really lean towards guys that can get their own shot. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of, of shot makers. And so that's what really intrigued me about Gigi when I first saw him play when he was in high school. Yeah. And cause the question everyone keeps going back to is how did this guy fall to 45 in the draft? If you look at the Gigi Jackson profile, like, yes, you know, we know uh, this guy was the number one ranked player in, in this class. I think it was class of 2023 coming out of high school initially. Uh, he committed to North Carolina and he decided to reclassify. So it, I don't think we talked about the story here uh, uh, on Locked On Grizzlies, but a couple days ago uh, when the Grizzlies played the Warriors after the game, he and Stephen Curry you know, had a little conversation, and that conversation was centered around Gigi Jackson being uninvited, quote-unquote uninvited, to the Under Armour camp 
because he reclassified and you know steph curry's camp was i guess they needed those invites for the class of 2023 kids so it, he, i guess he used that as motivation in that you know that 20 that 20 plus point uh performance that he had against the warriors but what i want to get back to now is gg jackson before the nba because that's the question everyone has like how did he fall to 45 if he was a number one pick a, a projected number one pick you know number one overall recruit uh, in his class, he played for Team USA, was one of the best players, you know, on the Team USA under under 17, under 18 team. Uh, why do you think GMs allowed him to fall to, to the 45th pick to the Grizzlies? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, like Ray Charles could see the talent like he's so yeah. talented. He's so gifted. He was ranked highly for a reason. I mean, even as a a freshman at South Carolina, he put up good good numbers. The game that stands out to me was the game against Alabama where he went heads up with, with Brandon yeah. Miller. They both had strong performances. And even though they were both freshmen last year, Brandon Miller was at least 18 to 24 months older than Gigi. I mean, Gigi's the youngest player in, in the NBA right now. So the way I, I saw it is like, all right, if, if a team selects him high, and I had, and I'm on record of saying I would have taken him in the top five in, in 2023. I mean, he's two years younger than the Thompson twins. And so yeah. if, you, if you look at it from that perspective, imagine what Gigi would have looked like if he were a 20 year old freshman in college mm. basketball. He mm. started off the season at 17. And in this era of guys reclassifying, I mean, there's like some juniors that are 17 years old. Yeah. And, and Gigi was playing some some sec games right well he, he turned 18 in december so he it may have been one or two but he played some some big schools as a 17 year old so projecting like long term and, and seeing like what he was doing and the success he had at such a young age i think it was it, it would have been easy to to project all right where is he going to be when he's 20 because when he's 20 he'll be in what year two yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and this is a familiar position for Grizzlies because Jaron Jackson Jr. You remember when he was drafted, he was one of the youngest players uh, in his draft class at the time. I think he had a September birthday, uh, but he was one of the youngest players in his draft class. And we see now Jaron Jackson Jr. is still only 24 years old, and and people you know get surprised by that, but that's because yeah. he, you know he was so young. And so that's kind of what we're seeing a little bit, and we're probably gonna see with Gigi. You know, he's just turned 19 you know, in mid-December and whatnot. So the last question here kind of as we reflect on what he was before we get to the future, uh, how much stock did you put into, and I, I mean, we have a clue since you, you had him top five, you know, in, 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 on your board, but how much stock did you put into the year he had at South Carolina? You know, it, the numbers weren't great from an efficiency standpoint and whatnot. He was scoring the basketball there. But as compared to, again, what we saw in high school and then the one year at South Carolina, how did you kind of evaluate those two things as you put together, you know, his projection for the NBA? Yeah, I, I thought it was risky in a sense for him to go to South Carolina. If he goes to North Carolina where he originally committed, the sample size is a lot smaller. He's playing a role on a team that just what they went to the final four the year before. Yep. So he's not going to be featured with Caleb Love and Armando Baycott and those guys. He goes to South Carolina, is pretty much given the keys to the team. And 
it's weird because even though the numbers weren't efficient and South Carolina was losing, it was actually held against him. And as a person that eats, sleeps, and breathes the NBA draft, I'm looking at this this G League Ignite team right now. They have two guys that some people think can be top five picks, right. and they, they've lost like nine or ten games in a row, and it's not being held against them like they'll hold it against a college kid. And, of course, you know people say, well, the G League is tougher than college. Okay, that's fair, but it was held against a 17-year-old who was inefficient, but it's not going to be held against guys who are playing for the Ignite who are and I, and I watched the games a lot of their points and their their numbers are are numbers that they've put up when the team is down by 20. I mean they lost the game by 50 and so on. So I just think that that it was it's just people just overthinking it in a sense and because the numbers weren't efficient and I mean Gigi had some moments where teams question his maturity because of the body language and so on. But I mean, I think that's something that they're going to end up regretting down the line. Yeah. Passing uh, up, I should say that's, that's the way it's looking. And, and, and you know, the Grizzlies drafted him with the 45th pick. They, they've had some good luck with that pick uh, in the past. I believe that's the same exact pick where they got Dylan Brooks in the second round who went on to, you know, by the end of his time in Memphis was an all defensive player. And it was a, you know, it was a complicated time in Memphis, but at the end of the day, he, he left his mark there and he was a big part of multiple 50 win teams. So if you get, you know, uh, that type of production and then some from Gigi, then the, the future is definitely bright. And speaking of the future, we're about to talk about that as well. We just reflected on how did Gigi fall into the lap of the Grizzlies. And we got to talk about the future outlook of this 19-year-old uh, prospect for Memphis. Before we get to that, we got to talk about another sponsor for today's episode, and that is Prize Picks. Look, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And look, it's simple. It's you and the numbers. You don't got to worry about other people. It's just you and the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. And guess what? The money's going to just start coming your way. It's all that simple. Uh, and look, with the basketball season here, you can now you can do combo projections and, and combo projections across multiple sports. You can do football and basketball specials. You can do something like Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions with a player like LeBron James. You can do something like that. I saw prize picks put up a, a combination recently where you could do LeBron James and Bronny James. Uh, points together. So go check all of that out at PrizePix. And one of my favorite things about PrizePix is PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For the football fans out there, we know a lot of football injuries happen early in games. And if you have a player who exits the game in the first half or in basketball, if he exits in the first half as well, uh, that player can be rebooted. And PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. So make sure you go check that out at prizepicks.com. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. PrizePicks is the only place you can take advantage of those type of opportunities. Coming up next on Locked On Grizzlies, we got to talk about the long-term outlook of G.G. Jackson. Uh, he is one of the most tantalizing prospects on the Grizzlies. So, Let's get into that right here on Locked on Christmas. Welcome back to Locked on Christmas, everyone. Recapping the show so far, we talked about the Grizzlies and Timberwolves in, in that game. Jaron Jackson Jr. shined for Memphis 
but didn't get too much help. Luke Kennard had a good third quarter. Jaron also was limited by foul trouble and whatnot. And we talked about Gigi Jackson in the second segment. How did he get to the Grizzlies at 45? Remember, the Memphis Grizzlies traded their first round pick. Gigi Jackson was their only pick up in the draft until that point. He's the only player. He's the only rookie on the team right now uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. So now the question is, what happens from here? You look at the contract situation. Gigi Jackson is on a two-way contract. Uh, breaking news. That's not going to last too much longer. Like, it's, it's, if, if he stays on this contract, he'll be a restricted free agent after the season. We know how all that plays out. Uh, Memphis is going to take care of this kid, going to take care of this situation eventually. But the next question is, how does he project around this team? You look at this team right now, you got John Morant. You got Desmond Bain, you got Jaron Jackson Jr., Vince Williams just got elevated from a two-way deal. And then you got those veterans, right? You got the Brandon Clarks, who's about to enter, you know, his second contract with the Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams will be on the final year of his deal, but we know when healthy, the impact that he can have on the team. Uh, Luke Kennard, so much more around this team. But there is a place for what G.G. Jackson raises. Raphael alluded to earlier. The shot creation is very plus. And if you look at all those guys that I just mentioned on the Grizzlies, outside of John Morant and Desmond Bain as of recently. Remember last season, Desmond Bain was not an efficient isolation score. This year he got a little bit better. Uh, but G.G. Jackson gives Memphis something that they need. But the question is, how does he fit? into this team long-term and just what is his long-term position. And that's why we got Rafael on the show today to talk about that. So Rafael, you, you mentioned the shot creation and, and the size and all of those, you know, those, I guess the tools that he possesses. Uh, what's your take on like, how long do you think it takes someone, you know, Gigi's stature, his caliber, his skill set to kind of put those things together from a projection standpoint. Like, what do you see him becoming? You know, I'm a little bit biased, so I'm probably not the best person to ask this question because <laughs> I, you know, I've been on record saying I would have taken him top five in last year and, and yep. number one in, in 2024 if he stayed as, in his original class. I think that he could be. I mean, down the line, I think he could be a very, very valuable piece simply because the Grizzlies have, I mean, they got their main guys. They got their their dudes. You got Ja, you got Bain, you have um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. I think they may need like another shot maker, a guy that can, you know, make something happen late in the shot clock, which I think that's going to be Gigi's role long term. But in order for him to to get to that role, he's going to have to knock down open shots and be able to, play as a floor spacer which in theory is really not his greatest strength and so I think it's a good sign in a sense that he has been able to scale down his game I think one of the knocks and concerns that people had about him was he had such a high usage and he played such a you know a, a ball dominant quote-unquote ball dominant role at South Carolina mm-hmm. that a lot of people that were like not it's high on him thought, oh, yeah, well, his game doesn't translate to playing in a reduced role. Well, we didn't get a chance to see him play in a reduced role. So I think he's slowly – it's only it's a small sample size, but I think he's slowly proving proving that, that theory wrong. And so with all that being said, if he can knock down open shots and play a complementary role, then I think as he gets stronger and, and, and develops, then you're going to be able to see – 
everything that he can do. So I think he can be a big part of the Grizzlies' future. I look at Memphis as like a smart franchise. I mean, they've had yeah. some some wins. You know, you went back to Dylan Brooks. I mean, I've jokingly said like they were able to get Dylan Brooks, a starter, a very, you know, a high level starter on a 50 yeah. win team for like a Snickers and a Coke. <laughs> and I don't even remember what the Rockets traded him for on draft night, but it was definitely a very lopsided deal. And so, um, but in, yeah, I, I do think that Gigi will be a big part of, of Memphis's future. He just has to mm-hmm. be a star in the complimentary role when when everybody's healthy. Yeah, and, and to go off of that point, you know, we were in the locker room joking after, I think it was the Warriors game, where uh, I was messing with him about swinging the ball. You know, his teammates have gotten on him in the past. They say, oh, you know, sometimes when the ball gets to Gigi, it, it, it's not – yeah, it's not coming back after that. But that was kind of the summer league talk, you know, uh, when we were out in Vegas and whatnot. And if you watch them in the G League, and see, he started to make the extra pass a little bit more. He started to see things a little bit better. And and now you see in the role kind of with the Grizzlies. And I think that's kind of why he's going to have games like he did against the Timberwolves. And then he has a game like he did against the Warriors where he makes five of eight three-pointers. And then the next game against the Timberwolves, he doesn't really score as much because – Again, like you said, he's going to have to grow into that that role uh, where he's he's the guy who says, everybody get out of the way, and it's six seconds on the shot clock, and he goes and gets you a bucket. But from a fit perspective, how do you like Memphis, you know, for him? Do you, do you think, you know, this situation is better than, for example, him going to a Detroit and, and playing 25 to 30 minutes uh, consistently or, you, you know, uh Washington or whatever the case may be, uh, how do you like the fit in Memphis where he goes down, plays, you know, on a one on a two-way contract, he's playing with the Memphis hustle down in the G League. Now he's getting a little bit, you know, time with the Grizzlies. How do you think that situation kind of helps or even hampers whatever your opinion is of Gigi Jackson going forward? You know, it's kind of hard to 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 go against what happened because I think mm-hmm. when it's all said and done by the end of the year, he could end up in a better situation than guys that went in the lottery. I mean, you look at Jairus Walker. I don't even think there's a clear path for him to get playing time. Um, Jet Howard in Orlando is playing in the G League. So it just really all worked out, which didn't seem like it was even possible just three weeks ago. And when when he first went to to Memphis, obviously I thought – Dang, they got a steal, but it's going to be tough for him to get some playing time. Yeah, but I thought like it it can be used as a redshirt year for the Grizzlies. Like you mm-hmm. you have him play with the hustle, the the whole season. And if I were like totally in charge of his development from the Grizzlies standpoint, I would have told him to spend that season in the hustle, work on you know playing off the ball. But I would have had him like focus on being a playmaker, making plays for others, putting him in some pick and roll situations because he has the ball handling to, to make it happen. And there's not really like a lot of pressure to like win on the G league level. So it's supposed to be about developing. So that would have been like my game plan for him. Cause I would have thought he would have been more valuable weapon down the line. If he, you know, was, um, you know, just been able to make plays for others and so on and knock down shots. And so with all that being said, the situation in Memphis is going to work out perfect. I mean, it's unfortunate for the guys that were like ahead of him on the depth chart and so on. But I mean, you just look out at the path that was cleared out for him due to injuries. And now he has an opportunity to one, get his contract converted, 
He has an opportunity to to basically a, a trial run for for next year to be in their rotation. And if he plays well, I mean, it's it's going to be a winning situation. And you know, fit is 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 everything. And, and like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you look at a, a Sore Thompson who went what fifth. I yes. think he's an absolutely terrible fit in Detroit because. In my opinion, he's best with the ball in his hand. And in Detroit, he's not going to have the ball in his hands. Shooting is his biggest weakness. And in Detroit, it's like they're putting him in the corner, which is making you know teams not guard him and and triple K. So fit is important. And I think for – I mean, it's amazing how it turned out. But Gigi's in a situation where he's going to get playing time. And I think fit is going to be good for him because he's – He's going to have a role where he doesn't have to be the guy. If he can just knock down open shots, mm-hmm. it's going to open up everything for him. And if he can knock down open shots, then you're going to be able to see everything that he can do. So um, I think the future is bright, and, and I think that this, the fit for him in Memphis is great, even though it didn't look like it just yeah. maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, the future is definitely bright for Gigi. Uh, Rafael, before we let you go, let's play a little quick game, real quick. Let's 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 call it buy or sell. And and, and what we're gonna do is I'm gonna throw three quick things at you, and you regarding Gigi Jackson, and you just tell me if you buy it or if you're selling it, and you can briefly explain why you know if you right. want to in the process. So uh, let's get that cooking real quick. So. Uh, Gigi Jackson long term will be a four over a three. You buy or sell him? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, closing game, the closing lineup is more important than a starting lineup, and so I think when you close games, he'll close at the four, where I think that he he'll have some advantages there. But I also think you can play him at the three once he gets stronger and be able to post up. So I think he'll have some advantages at either spot. But I would lean towards him being a four in a closing lineup. Gotcha. Uh, right now, defense is where Gigi Jackson, according to the Grizzlies, needs to grow uh, the most. Uh, Gigi Jackson will become above average defender in the NBA, buying or selling. I'm buying it. It's totally up to him. I mean, he has the physical tools to to be a really good defender. But, you know, sometimes when a guy is so gifted on the offensive end, that's that's where he's going to put most of his focus and his energy but I think he has the tools, and, and I think he could end up in a situation where he's going to have to defend in order to get playing time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will say that he'll he'll be a plus defender. That's a good point. Uh, Taylor Jenkins is is all defense, and, and people wonder why guys like Zaire and David Roddy and, and those guys get on the floor over some of the, the offensive options on the Grizzlies. John Conchar, it's because Taylor Jenkins really values defense. Last one. I'm put you on the spot a little bit on this one. This is a little bit tougher. G.G. Uh, Jackson, by the time he is 22 years old, he could be averaging 18 points per game by the seller. Oh, that's tough because I think it's going to totally depend on who's on the roster at the time. I mean, things can change really fast. I do think that he is going to be an 18-point-per-game scorer at some point in his career, you know, within the first five years. I'm going to say I'm going to say no, simply because I think that it's hard to be score 18 points per game as, like, the fourth option on a really yeah. good team. And For so sure. I, I expect – Ja and Bain and, and Triple J to, to be on the roster for a while. So I think he's going to have to 
to be at, at best a fourth option early in his career. But then again, he's 19, 22, <laughs> so long from now. <laughs> it, it, you got to think how fast things change in the NBA. But, yeah, I'm going to sell on that one just because yeah. I think this, the Memphis core is going to be together for a while. Yeah, good point. Um, the, the Memphis core, definitely John Morant is just starting his uh, second contract. So he's under contract for the next five years. Desmond Bain's second contract goes into – it kicks in next season. So he's under contract, uh, including this season, for the next six years. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. has a couple years left on his deal, but we know the extension talks will start cranking up very soon on that yeah. end. So uh, very good point there. What's, what's yeah. crazy about that, I just want to ask something, that if Gigi plays too well too early, then he's probably not able to stay in Memphis because they mm. won't be able to afford him. That remind, you, you You know, I call that the Joe Johnson. Yeah, That's kind of when Joe Johnson early in his career, I think he was in Phoenix. James mm-hmm. Harden is another example. Uh, when he's Gilbert six, Arenas. Gilbert Arenas in Golden yeah. State. Before uh, he ended up playing with the Wizards, all all good examples where too young, too good, too soon, and that could happen. That that potentially could happen as Memphis gets into the luxury tax uh, next season. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you twenty four seven, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On. Uh, look, Locked On Sports Today is where you need to go. Uh, to check it, check out extra locked on national coverage because at the end of the day it's the only twenty four seven first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe. It's the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel. Oh, Raphael, we want to thank you, man, for joining us today on Locked On Grizzlies. I said it at the top of the show, but I want to make sure I get, give you uh, the floor. Let everyone know. Uh, where they can go check out all of your work uh, because they're gonna, the Grizzlies fans are going to be tuned in this year, man. It, it's it's this is potentially a lottery pick type year. Uh, where can Grizzlies fans stay in tune with all your work? Yeah, you can find me on. First of all, I'm on the Locked On Network, and thank you for having me on. But I I, I am the the host of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. And, and it's, it's weird because every year it's like a fan base that that tunes in. And I was not expecting the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> fan base to have any interest in in the draft and the lottery this year. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's five days a week, cover the draft. I have three other co-hosts. And then I have a newsletter, NBABigBoard.com. It is a subscription-based newsletter, and I, I charge a subscription. But I, I write big boards, articles with intel from scouts and i use the, the the money from the subscription to travel and a lot of it overseas and internationally and i tell people all the time i saw aldama play in 2019 when he won the mvp of the u18s yeah. so i've been tracking him for for a while and so he actually won it over alperin shingun so wow um, so I, I love to travel internationally and obviously i keep it with the guys in the states but that's where the the subscription income goes is to my traveling and scouting as an independent scout. Yeah, for sure. So Grizzlies fans, you heard it here first. Um, this is this is the man to check out all your draft covers this year. And we're gonna have him on locked on Grizzlies a little bit later in the year as sure. well, as we as we get into uh, that point as we start breaking down all our draft coverage uh, of this team. But uh Rafael, thank you for joining us again. Grizzlies fans, make sure you tuned in with us. On next week, as we're going to break down all the games, the Grizzlies now are in the stretch of seven games in the next 13 days. So uh, a lot of game coverage coming forward 
here on Locked On Grizzlies. But thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies today. Remember, you can continue to watch us everywhere you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, wherever you watch, Locked On Grizzlies is there. And remember, we are free and available wherever you get those podcasts. Until next time, I'm DeMichael Cole, and we'll see you on Locked On Grizzlies.